0: This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Hey, uh, if you got a Bible, pull out your Bible. If you have a phone with the Bible app, pull out your phone with the Bible app. We're going to get into the Word of God. We're going to get into a a lot of different verses today. Uh, We are in a series called Absolute, and if you're taking notes today, my message is entitled Jesus is Absolute Truth, okay? That is my message title, Jesus is Absolute Truth. Um, I want to just throw this out there before we jump in, the last little kind of PSA announcement is this. Um, I was um, in the shower. Does God talk to anybody in the shower? I don't want you to envision me in the shower, but... God speaks sometimes in all kinds of places, like the shower, and uh, it was a couple weeks ago, and I really felt like the Lord uh, was speaking to me about our family and my boys and about us, and I really felt like the Lord, I just really heard real clearly, strengthen your immune system, strengthen your immune system, and then I was, again, in the shower, and the Lord said, tell the church, strengthen your immune system, okay, get vitamins, Get vitamin C, get vitamin D, get vitamin zinc, right? Get, figure, yeah, listen, two things I need you to understand, okay? Amanda, okay, can you just raise your hand, okay? Amanda Coot sells this amazing product called Juice Plus. We've been taking it for years now because I eat like garbage, okay? So I get all of my veggies, all of my fruits, everything I need daily in this supplement. It's amazing. Amanda Coot sells it, talk to her, okay? Also talk to Christy Erdahl. I'm sorry, Christy and put you on the side. Christy has wonderful, wonderful information about the supplements because not all supplements are the same. Um, I was having just huge issues with my stomach for like months. Christy gave me wonderful, natural advice about supplements to take, and God has completely healed it, and it is awesome. But I really hear the Lord saying, strengthen your immune system. Strengthen your kid's immune system. Do not be afraid to send your kids back to school. Pray Psalms 91 over your children this year, okay? Pray Psalms 91 over your children and strengthen their immune systems, and they will be just fine in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen? All right, PSA announcement's done. Let's jump into today. Um, I love sports. I love basketball. And um, I love the game of golf. Anybody play golf in here? A couple? Yeah? Okay. Love the game of golf. Um, my, uh, my grandpa taught me golf. July 28th, 29 years ago, he went home to be with the Lord. He was my dad. Taught me golf. God was so good. Man, God, I was just, I was thinking about it the other day, how good God is. Um, My grandpa hadn't been coherent in like two months leading up to his passing. And um, on my 11th birthday, um, I hadn't seen my grandpa in two months. He was just in such bad shape, and he hadn't been coherent. He hadn't talked in two months. And on my eleventh birthday, I just really wanted to see him. And so my grandma brought me in, and he and the Lord just woke him up. The Lord just woke him up, and he talked to me for like fifteen minutes. And he did this thing that he did every night before I went to bed. Every night before I went to bed, I would sit in his lap. He would hug me. He would kiss me on the side head three times and he would tell me he loved me. Can I just give a shout out to all the dads? Love your children well. Just love your children well. And he did that. And I walked out of the room and five minutes later, he went home to be with the Lord. And I just said, Lord, thank you. Thank you for being so good that you woke him up and gave me that moment. It was just so special. It was just so awesome. God is just so good. But he loved golf and he taught me golf. I actually have, this is so cool. Um, This is PGA Tour Tag. Um, Some of you might not know, it's like the professional golf league. Uh, He would have this... um, tag on his bag. Uh, He was a member and a player on the tour. It's from 1954. It's like one of the only things I have of his and it's super, super special to me. Um, But he loved the game. He loved golf and I love golf. I I wish I got to play more. But one of the things that I love about golf, one of the things I love about basketball is that there are rules to basketball. And there's rules to golf. And there's there's um, there's rules that govern the game of basketball and govern the game of golf. You could put it this way. There's a truth to the game. There's a truth to playing the game. And I understand that a lot of people don't like the truth of golf. And so they don't play golf and they don't like it. So they just leave it alone. But I love the rules of golf. So I want to give you just just kind of an analogy of, of something that pertains to golf. So let's say, uh, come here, Evan, my little punk. I love you. Look at this kid. Look at that shirt. I'm feeling you, bro. All right. All right. So let's say me and Evan, we go play golf, right? Okay. Here, you get to hold the club. And on the particular hole that me and Evan are playing, it is called a par three, meaning this. You have three shots to get this white little golf ball into the hole. And this is, again, this is why most people don't play golf, okay? Because they'll end up throwing the ball, or they'll end up throwing the club, okay? All right? So let's say me and Evan are playing, and we play the hole, and we get back to the cart. And I say, Evan, what'd you get? And Evan goes, bro, I got a par, man. I, I, I got a par. But me, the good friend of Evan, has been counting Evan's strokes, okay? <laughs> and I clearly know and clearly understand what? That I don't know what planet Evan's living on, okay? But I know this, that Evan did not get a par. Sorry, bro. Evan got a six. He didn't get a three. He got a six. But Evan says, but listen, I need you to understand something. I feel like I got a par. I just feel it in me. And I would respond to Evan I know you feel that way, and I get that, but the truth is, you got a six, not a par, right? But Evan comes back and he goes, But man, I feel it in me. He goes, I got to live my truth. And my truth is, I got a par. Right? He goes, listen, you should accept what I believe is my truth. And my truth is, I got a par. And I'll kindly respond, listen, I understand that you feel that way. But the designer of this hole clearly states you didn't get a par. <laughs> and Evan goes, All right, but I feel differently about that. I just explained to you 2020. Let's explain 2020. Truth is not truth. Truth is whatever you feel. So Evan goes, I feel like I got a par. And he goes, listen, why are you being so exclusive? Why are you being so narrow-minded? Why don't you see that I feel it And I got a par. And I just come to the place again where I go, listen, I understand that you feel this, but the designer of this hole and the designer of golf, like the guy who made up golf, that guy that's like dead in the grave, like he made up golf, he says what? It's not a par. (laughs) Give it up for Evan, everybody. Come He's a good sport. I love you, buddy. Let me show you a picture. You, all right, this is, now I got to warn you. This is an amazing picture, okay? This isn't just a picture. This is an amazing picture. Put up that picture, okay? Hey, there we go, okay. I didn't show you all the picture, okay? I know, I know. Well, I'll tell you why, okay? So, this is me, 23 years old, on August 8th the day before I got married, okay? So our anniversary is coming up. Me and Jess will be married. Is it 17, Jess? You think so? <laughs> 17 glorious years. In a, in a, in about we, I didn't show you all the picture because all I had on that night was a pair of ladies' underwear, okay? That is all I had on. Uh, My friends would drive to places like Walmart and push me out of the car with like a $5 bill, and I had to go into the store and buy something to come back into the car, okay? We did this over and over again, all through Dayton, okay? So I'm sure my picture's up all through Dayton as a wanted man, okay? Now, if I would have asked that Jeff, 23 years old Jeff, do you know what truth is? I would have said, yeah, I I think I believe, I think I know what truth is, okay? But the reality is this. My truth really came from what? Things that I picked up on, okay? I want you to understand what I just said, okay? Most truth most ways we live, most things that we do on the daily is from things that we just pick up from, meaning this, like from things that we picked up from growing up, like your mom did that, your dad did that, your uncle did that, maybe it, you picked it up from culture, maybe you picked it up from friends, and, and let me make this really really clear, okay, it doesn't matter if it's you guys, it doesn't matter who it is in this room. If you show me who you are with friends, show me your friends, I will show you what your future looks like. The people you connect your life with. Promise you. I, I will prove it to you a 100 times, a 100 times. Okay? We pick up life experiences and we go, this is my truth. Because I grew up this way. Because somebody told me this. Because I saw my family this way. So we grow up and we go, this is my truth. And I would have said I would have known truth at 23, but the reality is this. I didn't completely understand what the designer's truth was. Because there's a difference. So how do we learn absolute truth? That's what we're talking about today. Absolute truth. Go with me to John chapter 1. Oh, a lot of verses to get through here. Do my, my best to get through them real quick. John chapter 1, it says this in verse 1 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word already existed. What is the Word? The Word is Jesus. Jesus is the Word of God. The Word of God shows us Jesus. The Word of God tells us about Jesus. The Word of God points us to Jesus. The whole point of the Bible is Jesus. The whole point of today is Jesus and always will be Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And the Word was with God and God was with and the Word was with God. He existed in the beginning with God, and God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him, and the Word gave life to everything that was created, and he brought life to everyone. Verse 10, he came into the world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and they even rejected him. So, verse 14, so the Word became a human and made himself among us. And he was full of unloving, unfailing love, faithfulness. And we see his glory and the glory of the Father and his Son. John chapter 10, verse 11 says this. Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. What is Jesus making a point of? That we are sheep. Okay? Right? Right? What do sheep do? Follow, but they wander. Okay, listen, if, if sheep have no shepherd, they do what? They wander and get into trouble. So Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. He doesn't say, I'm the mean shepherd. Have you ever realized something about the presence of God that you never feel terrible when you come out of the presence of God? Like Ever? why because he's a good he's a good shepherd even if he's correcting you he does it in a loving good way so jesus says i'm the good shepherd who lays down my life as a sacrifice for the sheep colossians 1:15 so says this christ is supreme christ is supreme Every time I get into prayer recently, the Lord keeps challenging me. Stop making other things supreme over me. It could be a thought life. It could be a process. It could be fear. It could be anxiety. Stop elevating these things over me. So it says this Christ is a visible image of an invisible God. So when we see Jesus in the Bible, we see who God is. We see his nature. We see his character. We see who he is. So when you read the Gospels, and let me challenge you, read the Gospels and read the Gospels and read the gospel. Fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with who he is. Know who God the Father is. Jesus is revealing who God is. He existed before anything was created. It is supreme over all creation. And through God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. And he made all things that we can see. So God made everything that you can see. Everything. Listen, man has wisdom only because of God. Everything we see is because of him and his goodness. He made these things, such as thrones and kingdoms and rules, rulers and authorities, and things of the unseen world. Everything was created through Him and for Him. He existed before anything else, and He holds all creation together. Let me give you three truths. Three absolute truths from those verses, okay? The first one is this. It said this, in the beginning, the word existed, meaning this. In the beginning, Jesus existed. Jesus did. He is the first of everything. Meaning what? He is the designer, creator. The second truth is this. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd, Jesus comes and lays down all of his rights. You know what I'm so tired of? People talking to me about their rights. Jesus, the king of glory. Yes. The beginning. He came and he laid it all down. He said, I'll give it all up. I'll surrender, I'll sacrifice my life for you here today. He said, I'm the good shepherd. I surrender, I lay down my life, give it all up. The third truth is this. Through God created everything. Jesus is the designer of us, the designer of mankind, and he is the designer of this world. But let me give you some 2020 statements. I hear this all the time. You don't wanna be on the wrong side of this. You don't wanna be on the wrong side of this. The wrong side of what? Man's thoughts? The world's agenda? I hear this all the time. You don't want to be on the wrong side of history. I would propose this question, whose history? The world's history or the kingdom of God's history? I hear this statement all the time. I gotta live my truth. The truth you find on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I'm just being honest. I've just, I've basically shut it all down. I just want to hear Jesus. I don't want to hear anybody else's thoughts. And can I just be really honest right now? I am so tired of unqualified people giving out what they believe is wisdom and truth. Who qualified them? Who gave them authority? But our truth comes from this? The truth you have to live, my truth. I hear this all the time. I gotta follow my heart. Let me give you a truth, a Jesus truth bomb right now, okay? This is a Jesus truth bomb, okay? Mark chapter seven. This is the words of Jesus Christ himself. Jesus Christ, verse 21, he says, from within, out of a person's heart, somebody's heart, so our hearts, Our hearts. And I would say that most of us would believe that most of us, we would think our heart is pretty good. But it says this from within our hearts comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. And all these things come from within what? Your heart that defiles you, and all I hear is I gotta live my truth, I gotta live, follow my heart, I gotta follow my heart. The heart that deceives us, let me take one word, this word sexual immorality, one word. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 27. It said, Then God said, let us make human beings in our image. What is God talking about? He's talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all one, and they're all talking. They go, let us make human beings in our image, in the image of God. It says this, and they'll be like us, and they'll reign over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the livestock and the wild animals on earth and every small animal that scurries around the ground. So, God created human beings in His own image. And in the image of God, God created them male and female, He created. I'm sorry that people feel like they can change gender but God is the one who establishes it because he's the designer. He didn't make me a woman. He made me a man, and he made me a man for a reason. He made my wife, Jessica, a woman for a divine reason. I'm so happy that she is a beautiful, strong woman. And I'm happy I'm a man. Genesis chapter 2, verse 24 through 25. This explains why a man leaves his father and his mother is joined to his wife and the two are united as one. I did this beautiful wedding on Friday night. It was awesome. It was just awesome to see a bunch of people together celebrating Jesus, celebrating this young couple getting married. And I was just so happy to be there. It says, now a man... And his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Okay. There's there's two truths in this verse. Two truths. The truth, number one, is this that marriage is unified between a man and a woman, because God, the designer, the creator of heaven and earth said so. And you go, you're being narrow-minded. I didn't write this. I didn't make this up. The designer, Jesus, did. He created it. And then they says that the husband and wife were naked and felt no shame. Why do they feel no shame? Because they're married. Two married people, man, as Marvin, say, Marvin Gaye says, get it on. You know what I mean? Like, enjoy it. Ain't no shame in that game, you know what I mean? Right? (laughs) That is true. That is so true, in Jesus' name. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. So put to death sinful earthly things lurking within you. Did you hear the words? Earthly things, man's wisdom, his thoughts. Put to death those things then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor and not lustful passions like the pagans who don't know God's ways. Put, together, put, put away sexual sin. Put away pornography. Can I, can, I just, can I just make something real clear? If you're struggling with porn, I totally understand. I did too. But Jesus wants to heal and restore. And he does not want you to live in guilt and shame and condemnation and live in sexual immorality. That's not his heart. Colossians 3, verse 5. So put to death sinful earthly. I just read that one. I'm sorry. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 3. And God's will for you is to be holy and to stay away from sexual sin. And each one of you will control your own body and live in holiness and honor him. Look, I took one word from Mark 7. One word. One word. Remember Mark 7 that we read? Where Jesus said, the things that you follow your heart, these things will lead you. I took one word from Mark 7. And what did I do? I found absolute truth because the Bible and Jesus Christ, the designer, is the one who brings absolute truth. And I wanna be very clear. I am not trying to beat anybody up. I'm not mad at anybody. There are, I know, I have, I have friends that are gay that I love really, really well I always tell them that we can agree to disagree because I do not believe that their lifestyle is honoring God. But I see this with Jesus. If you read the Gospels, you see Jesus, two things. Number one, he was compassionate to everybody. Everybody. The woman at the well, she has five affairs. She's living in sexual immorality. And what is Jesus? He is compassionate for her. He cares about her. But at the same exact time, Jesus tells her what? Go and sin no more. Otherwise, it will be worse for you. He's compassionate, but he also sets a standard. Because it's He is the designer. But the reality is this. It's everybody's choice. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, Jesus said this. He said, you can enter the kingdom of God only through the narrow gate. What's the narrow gate? Jesus and believing in Jesus. Okay? He says this. The highway. Anybody ever been to L.A. before? Anybody ever been on the highway In LA? Anybody ever seen what nine lanes of highway traffic looks like? It's intimidating. It's scary. But those highways, they are big, they are wide, they are broad, and it accepts everybody. Listen, we're being swept away. (laughs) Getting swept away. We're all one people. No, we're not all one people. I am a Jesus person, okay? I am a Jesus only person. I am a word of God person. He is the one. The Bible says the highway to hell is broad and it's wide and many will find it. And I'm sorry, I listen, I grew up in church that beat hell down my throat. I love Jesus simply because I didn't want to burn in hell. Anybody else feel me? Okay. It was fear, fear, fear. And I don't preach fear because fear doesn't work. But let me be abundantly clear. There is eternity and there is a heaven and there is a hell And some people will find Jesus, and that will be the narrow gate. And it says only few will find it. Only few compared to the broadness of everybody else. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus told him, I am the way. Jesus said, I am the truth. Jesus declaring, I'm truth. I'm truth. I declare truth. I am truth, Jesus is truth, the word of God is truth, and life. And it says, no one comes to the Father except through me. Worship team, come on up. So you want some absolute truth. I want you to write this down. You want some absolute truth, okay? Here is the absolute truth that I want you to write down, okay? None of this matters if you are not in love with Jesus. None of it matters. None of it. You know why? Because if you don't love Jesus and you're not in a relationship with Jesus and you're not falling in love with Jesus, what is it? It's just hogwash. And you look at me and you think you are such an ignorant, old-school pastor You know what I love? I love that I grew up with my grandparents. I love it. My grandma, she would walk around her house just like this, on the phone. Anybody have an old phone growing up, like an old phone with like a cord that could go like 10 miles? 10-mile cord. I mean, like a 10-mile cord. And she would be on the phone, and she was a prayer kind of worry of our church so if somebody was sick or something was going on in our church they would call my grandma my grandma would call a bunch of people and she would just walk around the house like this in the name of Jesus I I speak to the sickness in the name of Jesus I speak to this affair she would just walk around the house on the phone just praying just praying just praying every every morning I'd wake up My grandpa would be in his chair, he had this lazy boy chair, and he would have his Bible out, and he'd have a highlighter. And he'd be just reading the scriptures, just sitting there in the presence of God. Can I just say we need this again? told just the other day, I feel it in me. I feel it in me. It's like the Lord is drawing a line in the sand and he's saying you're either going to live for me or not. Like The earth is coming to this place and the earth is going to demand. You're either with the world or you're with Jesus. And being with Jesus is not going to be always easy coming up in the earth. Let me tell you. Jesus is so wonderful. He's so wonderful. And so if you're in love with Jesus, you go, I will surrender. (sighs) Kylie, the Lord's been speaking to me about you. And the Lord keeps telling me that hell's fighting for you hell wants you because your family is anointed to do great things and you're anointed to do great things in the earth you're called you are destined God called you he made you he put you here at this very moment in this very time you are alive you're alive in your school you have the friends that you have to represent Jesus and Jesus well and hell is fighting that destiny that call in your life and Jesus is calling you and he's saying girl I need you I need you I need you Because I know you love him. I know you love him. And I know you're struggling. I know you're struggling. But the spirit of God keeps calling your name. keeps saying, Kylie, Kylie, Kylie. And the good shepherd, Jesus, you know his voice. And he's calling you. And he's calling you. He's calling you. Because he loves you so much. And he wants to use you. And so I've been praying for you and praying for you and praying for you for inner strength through God that you would make it and that you wouldn't be swept away, that you wouldn't be swept away in this day and this time. We need to fall in love with Jesus. I don't care if it doesn't look cool. I don't care if I don't look like a cool pastor. I don't care if I look ignorant. I don't care how I look. I just want to fall in love with Jesus. And I want to raise up a church. I want to raise up a people. I want to raise up a bride for Christ that is in love with Jesus and the things of Jesus. And if you're not interested, then we're probably not your church. But that's who I am. And that's who I want to be. And that's who I want to follow. I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow his truth. I want his truth to be my truth. I want his understanding to be my understanding. Jesus wants to do great things. Listen, let me share one last verse with you. One last verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this. Says, this means anyone who belongs to Christ Jesus is a new person. The old life is dead and gone, and a new life has begun. Listen, Jesus doesn't wanna just make your life better. Did you get that? Listen, I have this great chicken marinade, and when I take chicken and I add it to the marinade, it makes the chicken better. oh that's how we treat Jesus, we go, I just want a little Jesus on Sunday. I just want a little Jesus when I'm in trouble. I just want a little Jesus when the world's falling apart. It's like we just want to add it as an ingredient. And Jesus goes, I don't want to make your life better. I want to give you a brand new life a completely new life in me. I want your whole entire life to be different in me. I want you to be a person of grace. I want you to be a person of love. I want you to love your spouse in a way you never thought you could before. I want you to be generous. I want you to love people. Come on. Can we just believe the best and love people, especially in the body of Christ? I'm so sick and tired of people fighting on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. It's like cancer. Cancer is eating away at the body of Christ. We're in fighting. We're supposed to be unified. We're supposed to be together. We're supposed to love each other well. And if we'll fix our eyes on Jesus, we'll have the ability to do that. I want Jesus. one Jesus one Jesus Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26 it says this and I will give you a new heart God says I'll give you a new heart. I'll put my spirit into you. I'll give you my spirit. I'll give you the Holy Spirit, the true one. I'll give you the one that will give you real wisdom and real understanding, and he'll reveal all truth to you. I'll give it to you. And then God says this, I'll take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender heart, a responsive heart, a heart that responds to Jesus, a heart that is for Jesus. what a heart that responds to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords I said I'll give you that I'll give you that I want us to I want us to love Jesus When she's stand up this morning we're going to sing this thanks for listening to Elevate Church podcast we'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.